0: So here's the actual synopsis. A cyborg identical to the one who failed to kill Sarah Connor must now protect her 10-year-old son, John, from a more advanced and powerful cyborg. That's how you do a stream That's
1: streamlined. not exciting at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, they got to their point in 30 seconds. Yeah, like, but that's not the point. My rants are meant you, to be more than You got to hook them. You got to hook them immediately, wow. man. It's like,
0: Welcome to the What's Up, Ready Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is J.J. Carter. I'm with my co-host, Matt Heiner. Better red than dead. And Alec Burgess. Let's get it. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that like, follow, subscribe button, that bell notification, all those cool buttons that let you know when we're releasing episodes and tell you to come watch or listen and uh, all that fun stuff. And tell a friend about us, because help us grow the podcast. We appreciate it. That's all. Let's move on and talk about movies. So we're here today to review Terminator 2 going old school.
2: Can I give a summary of this movie? Hold on. I'm going to let you do your thing, but I'm really excited to give my spiel on one of my favorite movies of all time.
0: Yeah, let me get through all the people. The boring stuff. And then I'll let you give the, I'll stop short of the synopsis. Yes. And you can give us a synopsis. So, this movie, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, released in 1991. It was directed by James Cameron. It was written by James Cameron and William Wisher. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, Robert Patrick, Earl Bone, Joe Morton. I'm going to stop there, and I'm sure Alec has somebody that I should have included. No, I'm just kidding. That's pretty much
2: it in this movie.
0: <laughs> um, so, with that, take it away, Mattson.
2: Look, like... There's a lot of things Arnold Schwarzenegger did well and didn't do well. But there's one role that the man seemingly was born to play. Terminator. But what's confusing about Terminator 2, Terminator 1, I mean, the Schwartz, a.k.a. the original Terminator, a.k.a. just the scary human being, a.k.a. machine, came in and he was sent to wipe out John Connor. But then... He comes back in number two and he's your friend. Like he's it's not the shotgun point you. He's pointing it at another Terminator, which is super scary. And they always show up naked. I don't get it. So Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator is on the friendly side this time trying to protect John Connor, the boy. And the mom, deranged mom, is freaking out because she was just tried to be killed by original Terminator. They're all on the same team. But then we get this cool liquid metal Terminator shapeshifter thing that likes to ride motorcycles, drives trucks like a badass. And teenager... John Connor's just weird. He's got hormones, and he kind of likes this new Terminator. Teaches him to be a human, to have feeling. And he's a little outdated, not as cool with the tech, but he has cool one-liners. And basically, long story short, they fight to the death and old school terminator aka Arnold Schwarzenegger wins puts his thumb up as he is going into a fiery death of flames in one of the coolest death scenes that there is in cinematography defeats super amazing liquid metal terminator to the death and john connor is saved until things get convoluted in further terminators because the timeline of all these things is confuzzling to say the least, but Terminator 2 in and of itself, machine v machine and human is a pretty awesome movie. Skynet, damn you, but you make a good movie. That kind of went off the rails there. <laughs> it was all over the place. Cause this movie is all over the place, but man, I love this movie.
0: All right. That was awesome, but that's it. I feel like it's going to end up a TikTok like your last oh, rant. And without
2: it, I don't know if you've seen that one, but it, it's a, it was a great TikTok. Uh, in case As you're wondering, you going, JJ, I'm pausing because this movie also has amazing music by Brad Fidel. Who the hell is that? But man, you found lightning in a bottle with Terminator. It's true. So here's the actual synopsis: A cyborg identical to the one, identical to the one who failed to kill
0: Sarah Connor must now protect her ten year old son John from a more advanced and powerful cyborg. That's how you do a streamline. That's
2: not exciting at all. <laughs> yeah, because they got to their point in 30 seconds. Yeah, like, but that's not the point. My rants are meant dude, to be more You got to hook them. You got to hook them immediately, man. Look, <laughs> the short synopsis is you want to see old machine fight new liquid metal machine to save human annoying boy and psychotic mother. Watch this movie, To and this goes to the death, and it's great with good music. Hey, man. There you go, like three sentences.
0: I, I gotta call you out on your like talking shit on Linda Hamilton, dude. Linda Hamilton is like hot in
2: this movie. Well, she's just her character. She's obviously she's a little nuts. I, don't, she's she's a little nutty in this movie, very understandingly so. But um, I like her. At times, at times she annoys me a little bit, but I get her. So. Oh yeah, no.
0: There's there is nothing cooler to me than at the end of this movie when she's freaking got the, the shotgun in one hand and her arms almost coming off and she's like <laughs> racking this son of a bitch with one hand and still shooting it I'm like yeah she's badass
2: I like it I love so, this movie I want to go to JJ here because JJ our old timer yep I don't know if this movie came out in 91 and you were what like 10 years old 10 so you probably didn't see it until maybe you did see it when it came out I don't know if he's did you see it in theaters no i saw it on my buddy's black box stolen hbo when
0: it was released on hbo
2: so what did you think of this movie because i'm sure you probably saw terminator and then you saw this one maybe i don't know how that all worked but i'm curious about whatever it was 10 12 year old jj and seeing terminator
0: yeah so something you young bucks don't remember is it used to take forever when a movie would come out in theater it was at least a year before wow. you would see it on video or... jeez. I mean, yeah. Nowadays, people are like, what? Because especially with COVID, it was we start seeing movies released same day, streaming. And, you know, even now, the ones that aren't, they're released a couple of weeks later or a month at most, maybe a couple of months. And there was a time before COVID, you'd still see them hitting six months at the latest would be out in video, DVD, streaming, whatever. But when I was young, when I was a kid, that when this came out... It hit theaters in 91, I'll bet you, and I'd have to Google it, but I'll bet you it didn't hit HBO TV until 92 sometime, Um, at least a year later. I mean, it was a long time before you'd start seeing movies come out to watch at home. Um, I remember I was 12 years old when I saw this, and I was at my buddy, it was, yeah, I was at my buddy Lamar's house, and he had, he had the, The black box, the little card that you stuck in that at the time you could get, if you knew a guy in the cable business, he'd give you a card that would give you access to everything, like everything. And so, but even now, like you have like 12 HBOs, you had one HBO back then, that was it. And so, and they would they would play the same like six movies on repeat. So <laughs> it was just constant. And then, so we were watching this. I remember this movie, and I remember the other one that we used to watch all the time at his place was uh, uh, Predator, the original Predator movie. So a couple of Schwarzenegger movies, but yeah. So I do remember watching this, and I remember we watched Terminator. He had the the VHS for you, young guys. That's basically the DVD that had like a roll of tape that ran through it. Yeah. That's how we used to have to And it get stuck and like you'd wear it out after you watch it a few times anyway. So we watched Terminator, the original one, which still to this day is one of the most terrifying movies to me. Like it's just so intense. The whole movie, it does not let up ever in Terminator one. It's so intense. And then Terminator two, we watched them back to back and Terminator two, it's probably, other than Godfather, to me, the first one I would think of when I think sequel that's as good or better than the original. Um, I don't think Terminator 2 is better than the first one. I just think it's as good in a different way because, to me, they're not nearly the same movie. The first one's so intense that it might as well be a horror, not a thriller movie. The second one has kind of, like, lays the groundwork for what, Marvel did, only in an R-rated, R-rated format, right? So, when it's tense, God, it's tense, but there's some comedy rolled through there with the interaction between Edward Furlong and Arnold Schwarzenegger and the whole jokes and the one-liners. That was very much funny, and it loosened up some of that tension. So, I yeah, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I remember watching it as a kid thinking, this is nuts. And we were all afraid of technology, because that was back when I had like an Apple II In my house. (laughs) So, and we still had floppy disks. And I don't mean like the little hard plastic ones. I mean actual floppy disks with the hole in the middle. Somebody's watching this going, what the fuck is he talking about? (laughs) I'm old. Shut up. (laughs) Yeah, but I love this movie.
2: I am old. I am old. Alec, what about your thoughts? I obviously love this movie and can can conspound truthfulness and, and... Mythology and say stupid stuff about this movie all day because I love it. But where are you at? It was good. I I had did. you seen this movie before? Or was this no, your first? This is oh the first time. My gosh,
1: I believe that about you. Yeah. See, Matson likes to rave about you know Westworld being like uh, this film and everything traces back to Skynet. When Matson says Terminator Two, I say Metropolis. <laughs> And I know JJ got that joke, and Matson did not. Nope,
2: oh, because um, I don't watch black and white films. Because they're you dead. should.
1: They're really good. <laughs> anyway, the thing that I really liked about this is their prediction on Judgment Day, mm. right? August twenty twenty nine. I'm sure in nineteen ninety one, or you know, before then, that was a long time away. But now, as we're getting closer, it's looking more and more like uh, we're going to be experiencing Judgment Day in August <laughs> of twenty twenty nine. It's Fair. like straight up. Could be. But I enjoyed it. And it was a fun movie. Um, I do think Schwarzenegger is overhyped. Like, if all it takes is to say a couple lines here and there and look scary in sunglasses,
2: <laughs> anybody but, could do that. I don't know. I feel like he's he was like in a... 80s, early 90s, um, Keanu Reeves, though, in a lot of senses, where... Oh,
1: yeah. He was- but he plays a really good robot who has no human emotions. Yeah. Because he's a robot who has no human emotions.
0: I mean, I will say this. So when this came out, this one kind of changed him because he... In the first one, have you seen the first one, Alec? Yeah, I watched it before this one. All right, good call. Um, the first one, like, he looked different he was young bodybuilder arnold mm-hmm. you know what i mean and in the in the second one he'd had some work done probably at that point uh his jawline was a little more streamlined He and maybe he just took some weight off in the face i don't know but very different looking arnold and that's why the first one to me like he fit i loved it because he didn't talk unless he had to, or he was talking as another character. And so for me, like that, but this movie is what triggered his career, in my opinion. The first one got him this one, but this one, because they could see that he could play the intense, frightening machine without emotion. But then he also, because I will give Arnold one thing, throughout his career, what he can do is drop a one-liner. Like, he's very good at that. There are, I could probably go through a handful of movies that I still to this day will quit. It's not a Tuma. I mean, are you kidding? Get to the choppa. like Get to the chopper. Yeah, like there's so many lines that... Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back. ...come out of this man throughout his... And not just these, but out throughout his career. And this movie is what triggered his ability to people look at him and go, okay, he can be funny too. Not Your just foster scared. parents are dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> come with me Bad if you me. want to live that <laughs> me and giggles oh yeah it, uh, it it's such a yeah it's so iconic and I love him in this and I I really love him in the first one because he, he's like three lines in the whole movie
2: So well, this is the second one that the interaction between him and John Connor and, and him teaching him how to be more human they talk about crying for instance or do you feel pain or uh, the things that you... You can and can't say, uh, but when he's, he has a line like, Asa la vista, baby, he says, like, chill out, dick wad," and all <laughs> those things, like, teaching him those things. It's just funny to see, like, so, like, deadpan delivery. But then at the end, and that's really why I like this movie, because the way that the Terminator dies in this, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator, you can it's, it's a pretty emotional moment at that point, because the machine grows, and you can see the relationship with the boy, and, and then the Terminator sacrifices itself to to make that possible and then the emotional thumbs up like for me that scene is just I never you wouldn't think at the beginning of the movie that you would feel that way about a Terminator but at least I do towards the end Um, and I think it's a pretty emotional way to go down and I think he you could say other actors could do that certainly they probably could but I thought Schwarzenegger killed his role for what they asked him to do and what they needed I mean phenomenal
0: yeah well part of this one too and the reason he got some of the comedy lines is he did have some movies before this because Terminator put him on the map the original in 84 one of the greatest years for movies ever um, is 1984 and in Terminator he I mean he did like a bunch of stuff after that Commando Predator but they was always like the soldier the killing machine but then he happened upon Twins right before this with Danny DeVito I don't know you guys ever seen Twins? Oh, I don't um, know. Oh my god. Okay, I gotta add it to the list. Um <laughs> yeah, so he he did twins with Danny DeVito, where yes, the two
1: of them are twins. <laughs> it just sounds like I know the biggest comedy film It's, ever.
0: it's pretty damn funny. And that was in eighty eight. And then he did, so from then on, and then he did Kindergarten Cop in 1990. So they got to see the comedy in those two, for sure. Um, even though they're not his best acting by any stretch. Not that he was ever a phenomenal actor when he had to talk. But it was, it, yeah, it, but this movie, to me, is like the epitome of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, when I think of best performances, I think of the first one, which doesn't necessarily count when it comes to acting because he didn't really like to do anything except look menacing and then say like six lines and that was it but this one he actually had to do acting and to your point mattson like he actually made you feel something throughout this movie like his connection with the kid and then edward furlong for all the shit that that dude's been through throughout his life and the mistakes that he's made he was enjoyable in this movie too because he made you feel for schwarzenegger to be honest the acting between these two isn't really good if you were to like examine this in a vacuum Mm -hmm. like it's pretty bad acting but it worked for what they were trying to do so
2: yeah what do you what do you you guys feel about the the visuals because the cgi it doesn't hold up in my opinion but at the same time I, i don't find it bothering me as much but i'm curious jj back in when you saw this it had to be like cutting edge oh yeah
0: well, in 80, well, especially, like, the T-1000, like, the whole liquid metal thing was so freaking cool. And to me, like, that's the crazy part is I watch movies now, and I'm like, Terminator 2 did it better. You know what I mean? Like, there's sometimes mm-hmm. when I look back, and this is one of those movies where, and even in 84, when they did the original Terminator and they had the stop-motion skeleton that, were the mm-hmm. metal, that was walking through the fire and stuff, like, mm-hmm. I think back on that, and I go, look, James Cameron has always been... A forerunner of technology in movies. Oh, yeah. like I mean, as much as I don't enjoy the... What's the new... They're getting ready to do the second Avan. one. Avatar. I, I I never bought into Avatar. I think it's an overbloated, stupid, retold story that we've seen a million times that just but looked cool. But it looked cool. stunning. Yeah, and it changed 3D forever. It made 3D, instead of red and yeah. blue, shitty glasses that everything looks the wrong color, to... I mean, I just watched Thor Love and Thunder in 3D last week, and I was like, this is dope. And it wouldn't happen if it weren't for Avatar. James Cameron mm-hmm. is always... And I mean, as much as Titanic was Titanic, again, the technology that he used to film that was insane. So I can always trust James Cameron to do cool visual shit, and this was no exception. When he did the, the liquid metal... There was, and it's like when he, they freeze it and they did everything that they could, right? Like they get metal bars stuck in it. They're blowing holes with shotguns. And like it's, they blow it up with a rocket, that whole like weird <laughs> fucking piece that's like hanging up and screaming. It was so fucking cool. And I remember when I was a kid, I thought that was the most terrifying thing that you just could not stop this thing, right? Even when you thought you did yeah. and the fire lights it up and it all starts to pull back together. The fact that they actually did that with. With practical effects like the liquid coming back together, they did with mercury, which was the yeah, dumbest was shit you did, could possibly do. But yeah, it's so dumb like that. But you're like, damn, it looked good. Yeah, it looks so cool because you can pull, you can get mercury to pull with a magnet. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucking, but it's dangerous. That shit's so poisonous. But anyway, yeah, they they actually did practical effects around the the liquid metal coming back mm-hmm. together.
2: But yeah, I mean, it's visually stunning. I even still to think it day. holds up today. Yeah, I do like, too it's just so funny how that sometimes works like it's almost a we always go back to jurassic park sometimes the more cgi you can insert i don't know what it is but it's it's not that much better than it even was like 30 years ago and i don't quite understand that sometimes because even you brought up thor and the practical effects like on gore the god butcher were great but then some of the things around them as they were fighting you're still just like man like why like why can't we just do a practical effect set? it's gonna work look and work better than what i'm experiencing And sometimes i wonder why movies i feel like cgi is a blessing and also a big curse at this point yeah
0: well i mean it's 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 a money thing it, technically now which is as odd as it can be to me it's cheaper to do cgi um mm. because yeah. you're technically on you already have the technology and the computers you're just paying somebody to actually do it um you just hire industrial light and magic or Skywalker sound or whoever you, these companies that do it, you just hire them and pay for it. Whereas makeup, you got to pay for the materials you got to do, but to, there's something to be said for it. And I feel like some directors are starting to get back to that and making studios pay for some of that because like you get like the stranger things, not to touch on this one again, but Vecna, when it, the fact that they put him in a bodysuit. To me, the problem is is when they're creating something out of nothing with CGI, that's when it starts to become a problem because we're so trained to catch that because it doesn't look natural. When you start to have something that's practical blended with CGI, like Vecna, for example, he was all in that suit, but the stuff, like the vines and stuff in his neck that were moving looked fantastic because it wasn't pure CGI. It was based in something practical and real. And that's what a lot of this was. With Terminator 2, everything that had to do with T-1000 had Robert Patrick as a stand-in. And they added these things around him. And then they built visual effects around that. So there's the, there's a practical aspect. And I think that's what we've gotten away from. Because in modern technology they say oh we can just create it from scratch and build it virtually in cgi but you can always tell because there's just this little bit of unless it's an animated type thing where it's supposed to look a little animated there's just a little bit of that realistic nature that goes away you can just tell it's fake so i think that's what's something that i hope that more directors get back into is even if it's not full practical add enough practical that you're just adding CGI to enhance instead of creating something from scratch. And this movie did that so well.
2: Yeah. The other aspect I wanted to touch on is, I mean, we've, we've talked about music in other movies. Like I think of Jurassic Park. I think of sometimes Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter to an extent. But, man, Terminator, the main theme of Terminator, like Star Wars, for instance, obviously, mm-hmm. that Terminator is... It's up there. Like it's it's for me one of the my like the I I don't think it makes it into this podcast, but <laughs> my um, I, I start off the music. Um, but man it is so iconic. Like mm-hmm. Brad Fidel who found lightning in a bottle in my opinion in that regard. And um, I really like the the heavier metal, I don't know, like the, the the drums, all of it. It just it feels so machine and and grungy and and things of that nature and I just so well done in that regard such a good strong theme throughout the movie
0: yeah I agree completely um I still can't like I can hear like the and I just immediately look around like where's where's the Terminator because it's just freaking cool man and the one thing about it is it added so the same guy did the original Terminator. It was the same theme that... do Like, that main theme was the same through both movies. Uh, in fact, I think they've used it through all the movies. But the same composer, Brad Fidel, did the original one as well. Um, but that whole sequence was, like, one of the very first, like... Uh, synthesized... Oh, really? Yeah, he was one of the first to actually do a full synthesized uh, score for a movie... Hmm. So they kind of revolutionized it that way, too, because it was full synthesis synthesization. So they used the synthesizer. Fuck that word. They used the synthesizer. Do not put that on TikTok. <laughs> synthesizer. <laughs> they used the synthesizer to make the entire score. So hmm. really cool.
2: That's cutting edge, too. Well, mm-hmm. it really worked. It definitely fit with the theme. The other thing I want to talk about this movie is one of the movies, I saw this movie when I was in second grade, mm-hmm. uh, or at least the first one I saw in second grade, and that would have been, what was I, second graders? Seven. It was like, I think I was eight, because I was, I was a little bit older, um, and that would have been, what, like 99, um, and then I saw Terminator 2, like, soon after that. But this movie, and having seen it many times since then, uh, I really enjoyed Terminator for the world building that it created, and a lot of, and really getting me to think about. It, we talked about this in a previous podcast with Westworld. Like, I was joking, all things return to Skynet. But we live in this day and age of technology where we have IoT, Internet of Things, and they're becoming more smarter and smarter. Uh, I've got a robot that vacuums my house, and, and we've seen Transformers. Well, it it just. I feel like Transformer was, it didn't start all of it. And there's earlier movies and, and things that have always been kind of pushing machine, humans and machines. But man, like Terminator throughout the years has got me to think about like, what is tech going to do? And just the fascination behind that um, really appreciated kind of the thought provoking world it's taken me to sometimes to wonder what that will be like. And I think they, they did a good job showing the repercussions of what AI machine learning could potentially be down the road. For sure.
0: There's get off the grid.
2: Gotta get, get off the off, grid. Get off the grid is right. Yeah.
0: I Look, I'll tell you, when I was a kid, the these two movies scared me. Now, to build on that, boy, they made some dumpster fire shit oh, after man. this one. I, oh, no, no, no. I like to pretend that Terminator series ends with Terminator 2. Now, I've watched all of them because I can't help myself, but they're all steaming piles of shit after this movie. Um this, the first one and this one are fantastic. Outside of that, crap.
2: Absolute crap. It's hard to find movies that can... I, that's where directors in Hollywood needs to remember at some points. All good things are usually done after two. Yeah.
0: That's true. Rarely do you get a third that's amazing. It happens, but it's very rare. But it yeah. didn't happen with the Terminator series. I mean, even yeah. the even the TV show, which was like lauded, the original TV show uh, that had Lita, Lena Lena Headey and like it had some really good actors in it. I think it lasted like a season, maybe two. Uh, a lot of people liked it, but it it was better. I will give it that it was better than the than three, four, five, all the way to twelve or however fucking many of them we have at this point. But um, it was okay, but it wasn't the first two are just so good. So good.
1: But, yeah. Well, what other story could you possibly tell is the problem, right? Yeah. Money got in the way. Sure. Um, these two tell a, a great story that has a twist to it. Essentially, it's the same story, but there's a, a twist, and it makes sense. Like, you have know, John Connor, who's the the big head guy of the Ritins for the humans, makes sense if you can send something back in time to kill him to do it. Try once, it doesn't work. Try again, doesn't work. Okay, find a new strategy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I
2: mean, I I want us to get Terminator fifteen in basically old old school Westworld fashion, like nineteenth century. but wild, wild, we're killing on John Connor's like great 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 like grandmother grandfather.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. To be honest with you. <laughs> I, I've often like thought, like there's been conversations with some friends of mine where it's like, why wouldn't they go back to where there's absolutely no fucking way that you're yeah. going to kill the Terminator? Like, none. It, there's no way. Because there's no technology. Yeah. And in that grandfather that. paradox situation where all you got to do, it doesn't matter where in the, in the freaking chain of babies you do it. It stops mm-hmm. that chain, right? So it I yeah. I've often wondered I why choose
1: it means die in fire burn him as a witch. <laughs> there you go. I mean it only
0: works until he's down to the full skeletal structure and then he just walks around in the fire. So
2: maybe it's because JJ they don't have good enough genealogy records mm. to know. Where to find these descendants, or, or what? That's not. Is that the right word, or the other uh, way, ancestors? Yeah, ancestors. Go, you Thank go. you, Alec. Appreciate that. Uh, the that's probably what it is. Could be. Yeah. It's not efficient enough. It's fair. But
0: you're still getting your ass kicked every time you go back. (laughs) So you got to do something different. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, even the last one, like where they brought Linda Hamilton back, like it was good
2: to see Linda Hamilton in it again, but I didn't love it. Yeah, I was like, I just, you know, I'm a sucker for Terminator. So it was just kind of like Matt. But man, she's a badass in that one.
0: Sure. Now, don't get me wrong, it was better. Than the ones in between this one and that one. Yeah. Cause James Cameron was involved and it had a different kinda storyline that hey we actually got John Connor, so <laughs> spoilers. But it's like so there's a big difference, but man, it was it was pretty bad. Pretty bad.
2: Just like the rest. So
0: all right. Should we rate it?
2: Alec has been rather mum on this movie. I feel like there's going to be just a a low rating here, but I'm I'm waiting.
1: I took a backseat, Madsen, so you could really shine on your movie. I won't take a I, I got in my Metropolis. I got in my Metropolis joke, and I am good.
2: I won't take so a backseat on the next... I mean, I think we've outlawed all black and white movies from here on out, unless it's Dick Tracy or something, since they took a later movie and made it black and white. That's... that's we can review uh, Thor Love and Thunder again years from now <laughs> since there's some black and white in it.
0: No, I think there's still a couple I'm going to make you watch, like Breakfast at Tiffany's. or <laughs> though You can That's watch co- that in color now. So. Yeah. I'm going to be on PTO. <laughs>
1: dude, Breakfast at Tiffany's is such a great it's movie. It's a
0: great movie. Great movie. Uh, Sabrina, another Sabrina. great movie. Oh, my gosh.
1: Come on, dude. It's not... Guys and dolls, like, come on, dude. I'm with get you. some Errol Flynn in there. Do Captain Blood. See so
2: you see the color in black and white, the world, it's in color. It's not, we don't see, I can see green out my window. I can see blue, black, gray, yellow. I mean, let's experience the rainbow. Hey,
0: man, I'm all for it. But some of my favorite pictures that have ever been taken are in black and
2: white. JJ, you're telling me right now, you're picking those movies over some of the other awesome colored movies that make you laugh or have action, and you prefer that, don't, that can't be true.
0: I, Dude, you cannot. You just broke it. you just froze, Alec.
1: <laughs> what a great moment to freeze. Yeah, you right. cannot what? Hop, peak Charlie Chaplin.
0: Oh, oh, you know, that's true. Like, the, the dictator, mmm. That's a that's great a dictator. Great, yeah, the great dictator one. is an amazing movie. Here's the thing. So it's difficult for me, and we're way off topic here, but that's okay. It's difficult for me because to say that I prefer a black and white I, I don't prefer certain types. It was really hard when Alec for TikTok asked, Do I like comedies or action? Because that's a, it's tough. I prefer good movies. Like movies that entertain me or make me think like I don't care what genre they are per se, if they make me If I'm highly entertained or if they make me think or they make me laugh, whatever it is, like, I don't have a preference toward. And I'll tell you right now, a handful of those movies that I've told you, like Breakfast at Tiffany's, um, Sabrina, Guys and Dolls. There's another one I just can't think of. It's one of Casey's favorites. Black and White doesn't bother me because they're very good, very thought-provoking, very entertaining movies. And one thing I respect about old movies like that, is they didn't have the, all the effects to fall back on. Like, you can have a shitty dialogue movie, but people are like, that was great, because it was w- wild to watch, right? Like, so many crazy things. Like, But they didn't have that to fall back on. They had to act. They had to have dialogue. They had to have a story, or it wasn't going to work, because there wasn't anything to rely on visually. I mean, let's be honest. Um, what was the remake they did about old Greece? And they, the oh, what am I, like with the Kraken and... Clash of the Titans. Yeah, Clash of the Titans. The, the effects were terrible. The owl in that was horrible. The Kraken looked terrible, but it was an entertaining movie. And so it got away with that kind of shit. So, yeah, there's my answer to that question. I don't prefer them, but I like good movies. And those All right. are well, very that's good a fair, movies. That's
2: a fair answer. I prefer them.
0: I know you do. All right, Alec. <laughs> It's time for you to rate Terminator 2, my friend. Time for me to rate Terminator 2.
1: Three and a half. You know, this is a very good movie. I didn't have really any problem with the CGI or the effects. Um, maybe it's because I this is the first time I'm seeing it, and I'm looking at it through, okay, this was the 90s, but it was still really cool. And I think the liquid metal, like when he was taking shotgun blasts and how it splayed out, like that was dope. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. I mean, I, not a huge Schwarzenegger fan, um, just in general, but I mean, it's funny, right? There's plenty of lines in here where you can just, the quotability is, is there and it's on point. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's got great story, good effects. It's got a prepper and the end of the world. That's right <laughs> up my alley. So yeah, three and a half out of five definitely will watch it again.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy this movie. I, and I think part of it was cause I, I, I love that. I was able to say, see these movies, this one in the original, when they were new, like as a kid, like it's one of my great memories when people talk about the Terminator movies. Like I get really excited. Cause I could tell you because movies were so, they weren't a dime a dozen like they are today. Like they were, you had to prepare to watch a movie and you had to go to the theater or you had to wait a year plus. So I remember waiting when I, I was too young. There was no way I was getting into a theater at 10 to watch these movie, this movie. So I had to wait until it was on HBO with a friend of mine who had to steal his cable to get it. <laughs> so the effort that it took to watch a movie like this when I was a kid makes them that much more memorable. Like sitting in my buddy Lamar's garage with his grandma, who he lived with, coming out and asking us if we want popcorn. and like I just remember all of it because it was so cool so I think that's one of the things that I love about talking about movies like this when I was a kid because it's such a different experience for me back then than it is for like my niece will talk she doesn't get excited about movies because she can watch whatever the hell she wants whenever in 30 different ways and so it's really interesting to me how that's changed but I love this movie I think it's great. I thought it was a great follow-up to an extremely intense movie that still led in with the intensity, but brought in some more of the human side, which is the difference between the two, right? So I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. I think the only thing that keeps it from being perfect for me is the fact that to me, Terminator one is perfect. And I, it just doesn't quite, I think it's just as good in a different way. But I think Terminator, the original, did it so well being the first of what it was and how it changed that kind of technology narrative. I don't think anything will ever be quite as good as the technology attacks and as the original Terminator. But four and a half for me, I'll watch this movie anytime anybody wants to make me or ask me to. It's great.
2: Matson. your movie. Bring us home, buddy. Yeah, it's gonna be a four and a half for me. The only reason I give it a 0.5 dog is I actually John Connor's mother. Just at times, having seen this movie so much, she just drives me a little crazy. <laughs> sometimes, like I don't. Sometimes I'll just kind of pass through that because the rest of this movie. I mean, there is nothing... this movie is perfect. Besides those things, and if I if if I was just rating this for seeing this movie one time, I probably would give this movie a five. I wish JJ I could experience this not knowing anything and just go into a theater, even just Terminator One. I'm sure it mm-hmm. would be mind-blowing. It's like you bring up a good point about that. Like I wanted to talk to your listeners about it. it's The reason why Top Gun Maverick was so influential is the first movie I can think of in many, many years of people like, you got to go see it in theaters. You got to experience, you got to feel the sound and everything like that. And I would imagine as you were describing, JJ, even though you didn't get to see this in theaters per se, that's what movies were like back then. Uh, even in the early 2000s, like going to see Star Wars when I did the, some of the earlier episodes, we don't really have that anymore and i would like to think this movie would have just been exceptional on the big screen it would just it would have blown blown my mind apart is what i think and so i try to put myself in those shoes and the first time i saw this movie i'll never forget like like you talk about JJ's such an iconic thing like it, and all i have to hear is three notes or mm-hmm. ju- or just and you're it, just you're like ah, terminator like free, like you just oh, yeah. start freaking out and it, Really well done movie, exceptional music. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger, like you said, it put him on the map, but I really enjoyed, as I said earlier, how he makes you feel for his machine. Uh, I enjoyed the interaction between him and John Connor. Like you said, Jay's probably not the best acting ever, but <laughs> in this movie, it works well enough. And then uh, I just think the CGI, as we've talked about, still holds up. This movie has so much rewatchability. Like I've seen this movie, I don't, you guys know me, I don't like to watch movies a ton of times, but I've seen this movie probably as many times as I've seen Braveheart, uh, probably like. I don't know, eight to 10 times, which is for me watching movie a lot. And every time I just ah, freaking love this movie. I can come into this movie at the beginning, the middle, especially the end. And I'm glued to the screen. Um, And I think that's the homework of a good movie. And I just appreciate the intense nature of this movie. The stakes are always high. Um, I think in ways JJ's right, maybe number one slightly does it better because it is more terrifying, like the Terminator crawling and like, oh my God, like it's crazy. But there isn't, Many other movies out there that, that the sequel is just as good as the original. Like I, this has got to be in a handful. Like maybe I could count to five if we did that. Where this is on par with whatever those would be.
0: Yeah. Cool. There it is. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, I I, I get excited when you guys like Alec hadn't seen these and you get to go watch them. It's always fun to be part of that. So this was cool. Uh, Matt, tell everybody where they can find us.
2: Yeah. If you want to see you've listened to this whole podcast, like we've already said, I'm sure there'll be a TikTok of me and my... <laughs> Crazy random rant about machines and mothers and a teenage boy and a fight to the death. Come check us out on TikTok. You can listen to that. Watch tigers. Uh, not a real tiger, I should say. It's a stuffed animal. Uh, or other weird things that Alec likes to put out there. He Sometimes he combs his hair. He does have <laughs> long hair, if you didn't know. If you watch us on our feed sometimes, he always has it in a bun. I think, Alec, for our listeners, how far does the hair go down? Oh, he's really frozen. He's like, froze, froze. Alec, how far does your hair actually go down? Oh, now he's on mute. Oh, (laughs) Past my shoulder blades. Past the shoulder blades. I thought it was going to be longer than that. It it looks really long. Um, But check us out on social media sites as well to see what's upcoming. What's our verdict.com to see our, our current slate and... Um, what's coming in the month of August. I think we really only have one big movie in August that you guys listen to, Bullet Train, which looks pretty exciting. And then a lot of TV and the TV shows that we're doing in August um, kind of escape me at the moment. I'm not sure, but a lot of TV show upcoming as well.
0: Definitely. Tune in. It'll be fun. As always, we appreciate you tuning in for this episode and we'll catch you on the next one. Whoa. Wait. Send magic out.